Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey everyone, I'm Angela Fazio. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. And I'm Kristen Cantrell. And today we're going to talk to Marla Bailey. Yep, she's from Texas. And we are going to talk about it's great to work hard, but you need to take the time to enjoy it all at the same time. So Marla, thank you so much for being our guest today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm a mom of grown-up children now of 24 and 21. I have been in real estate about eight and a half years. Prior to real estate, I was an educator. I taught elementary school for uh, 12 years and really just was seeking out a change. And wow, I'm so happy that I did. You know, at the time, you know, my boys weren't super young, but they were young enough that there was a lot of activity, a lot of, you know, taxiing them around and, and, you know, just scheduling all of their activities kind of around my work. So yeah, I love what I do. So for so long, Angela and I have been hiring real estate agents. And one thing that I've always found is that uh, people that have the education background do so well in real estate. Same with bartenders. Yeah, as long as they didn't suck at their other job. If they suck at their other <laughs> job, they're probably going to suck at this job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And I've heard the same thing. And I think maybe it's just because a lot of educators are very detail-oriented and uh, they're communicative people. So I think that's the key in this business, really. Well, one of the number one things that people complain about with real estate agents is they suck at communication. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's right. Uh, absolutely. And that was always like, well, that's not going to be me because I probably talk too much. I probably I was just talking. Yeah. I was just talking to um, literally just before we started today, I was talking to somebody who is getting out of teaching and into real estate. And she and I told her that what what Kristen had just said. And I said, here's the reason why it makes so much sense is what do we do at school? Well, we have to instruct. We have to help students follow down a path. In real estate, when you gain clients, what are you doing? We're hired as a consultant to bring them down a process through a transaction. And because that, and you have to know what to communicate and when, what, when does it make sense? It has to be, you know, clear. And so if you have that experience as a, in a school teacher, it's easier to take those skills that you honed as a teacher and apply it to teaching your clients and guiding them through a process. It's the same thing. Definitely. I, I think, a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You, you have the potential for a lot more money. I, I think it's that's key is the communication and knowing when. And you know, we're educating as as agents, you're constantly educating your buyers and your sellers. So you really have to be uh, you have to have that relationship with them just like you do with kids. So I think it's that's probably what makes educators like an easy transition into, you know, real estate. So it, it, at least for me, I feel like I'm still educating, but they're adults. Right. It's exactly the same. I'm going to 
go on a total rabbit trail. In the beginning of the conversation, mm-hmm. you were talking about your your um, grown children. You said when they were when you were getting into real estate, you're still taxing them around. And I have six kids, and one of them right now is on the verge of getting her driver's license, which is oh, like wow. this love hate relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like I want her to have her driver's license, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to be taxied around. But I'm scared to death for the rest of the world for her to get her driver's license. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's almost like it's a freedom that you you want. But then at the same time, it's almost like you're sad because you you have invested so much time in you kind of work. I mean, I can't even imagine you with six children because you you work your schedule around your children. And I continued to do that even when I got into real estate. So it is a it is a love hate relationship with the because you worry as soon as they drive away and you're like, oh, gosh, should they be driving? Yes, we well should. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just exactly. We should. And we worry for them. And like you said, everyone else on the road as well. That's right. The first day that she that my daughter went out for her first driving lesson, because I'm not teaching my kids how to drive, that I I literally got on social media. I'm like, if you are in the vicinity of Chandler, Arizona, get back in your house. You're not safe for the next four hours. (laughs) Too funny. Oh, my God. So true. So true. But I mean, we have to let them go at some point. It's just, it's hard. It's a hard yeah. thing. So tell yeah. us a little bit about how, you know, you've been in business eight years, so you have an established, probably referral-based business. So tell us like, where does a lot of your business come from? It comes from what you just said, referrals. And right. they are my best clients, obviously. You know, it takes a while to build that up. It doesn't happen overnight. And real estate is something that you know, you have to be patient with the process and you have to be patient with realizing that you're not going to get paid every two weeks or whatever, you know, like you, like for me, as I did when I was a teacher, whether, whether I did a good job that week or whether I didn't, I still got paid. Whereas with real estate, I mean, everything is, it, it comes from what you've done in the past. So yeah, I kind of think I think I got a little bit off track because you asked me <laughs> my referrals. Yes, my referrals are my biggest. Um, those are my biggest network so of people. Begin, in the beginning, what did you do for lead generation? So I've tried a lot of different things, as I think probably most, you know, people in real estate have done. I I joined different things like Op City and. And actually at the time, well, that wasn't true. The first two years, I didn't get any um, anything from my broker. Well, then I went to a different broker where I, I did do a lot of relocation. And, you know, it's it's a love-hate relationship with that because it's, it is a lot, a lot of paperwork. They take a big cut because it is a referral. But at the same time, I built up a nice network of people that now will call me and say, hey, Joe said he used you when he moved here from Pittsburgh and we're a friend of his and they're not, I'm not paying that um, referral fee because they're strictly coming from a previous client. So it did help me build up my business, but it was a lot, it was a lot of paperwork and and I would still do it. I'm working for a broker now, though I work for Compass. Compass, uh, we don't really do it, you know, relocation per se if someone comes to us we can we can still do it but there's not anybody seeking out that type of business at the brokerage so 
I honestly, I'll tell you, I don't really miss it. I, I moved to Compass about a year and oh, probably three months ago. And I haven't really missed it because I think I've done other things to build up business, stayed in touch with my SOI, um, just really kept in contact with these previous clients that send me business. Well, let's talk about what you, you said something interesting. That's really a truth in real estate for most agents. There's, there's that season when you're doing things to build your business. So for example, you went through a relocation, <laughs> treated those people really well, didn't get paid the whole amount, had to do a lot of extra work. Right. It was, it was a means to build, um, those relationships. And another thing that helps in real estate is, you know, a lot of us, when we start, we don't want to work with renters. It's a pain in the ass. It's mm -hmm. a lot of paperwork for a really little mm -hmm. bit of money. But let me tell you guys, if you're listening and you're new and you're, or you're mm -hmm. newer, or you're, you're trying to establish your, yourself, any means of meeting people, showing them the, the, the type of value you offer as a real estate agent, and then building the relationship and then keeping in contact with them over time. That's just part of the process, right? Absolutely. If you want to get to the level of being a referral agent and loving the people all the time that you work with and having a little bit of an easier career than you did during a season, you have to go through those times where you're you doing do. some things that aren't as rewarding. And if you're willing to do the things that aren't as rewarding, you're going to be above and beyond the people who are too lazy to do so. Absolutely. And I am not too good even now. I do I do leases because they're people that have they're, they're investors that have done business with me and they <laughs> I thought you were gonna say people who lease are people too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that is that is a very true statement. And you know what? You never know from that what it leads into something else. But I've had so many good clients that they buy they buy things for the intention of leasing. And so, you know, those turn around usually every year. And so I just went through a string of those with a couple investors where they're like, hey, the house is back up. You know, they're leaving. We need to get a back lease. Well, of course, I'm going to do it. Do I make a lot of money doing that? No, but those are my clients and <clears throat> I'm going to do what's best for them. And they're going to send me people too, because I'm going to take care of them in whatever capacity that is. If it's a lease, that's fine. So what are your plans for your future, the future of your business? I know that your kids are grown now so that, that you don't have that as, you know, we just talked to the opposite before, you know, they were working mm -hmm. in real estate and now they've got kids and they're like, how do I do this? And yeah. You're like, now you don't, I mean, you have kids, but they're not yeah, they're not as yeah, they're not as big of a priority. Although one is home temporarily, <laughs> aren't they always? <laughs> they come and go, and you'll you'll see that with uh, the six. You know, you have a lot that can come and go. I know because uh, my oldest are 31, 27, 22, You know, so I oh still my have. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you have a big you have a big age, uh, a big age range in there. Yeah, so they come and go, and because things happen in life and whatever. But like you said, my focus has really been the last few years is to grow my business and have even considered like a team. And I've been going through some trainings to decide if I want to do that because I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak that I have a hard time like, oh, let me just do the paperwork myself, even when I'm super busy. Because, you know, the last two years for most agents, if you were doing your job 
you were like off the chain busy. Uh, And, you know, it's changed, obviously. The market is is calming down and stabilizing. And, and that's, you know, that's real estate. That's how it works. And that's fine. But um, I know the last two years, I was like, wow, I just can barely keep up. And, you know, I almost outsourced paperwork. And I said, no, you know, I'm going to just keep doing it because I feel like I know that it's done. And if it's not done, the person responsible is me. Um, But it is something that I have thought about in the future like I think being having a team and kind of moving forward with that if I can figure out how to structure that would be it I think it'd be beneficial well one of the things that are our superpowers is helping people to develop things like building teams and how are you going to reinvent yourself and value proposition and what's your culture going to be like so we love that stuff oh awesome we'll be a resource to you well that is fantastic because like I said, I've I've spent this time that's been less busy meeting with a coach and in it and it's really about so many different things. It's not just about oh having a team or a certain thing. It's really it's really growing yourself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's been time well used that I've spent the last oh, I think I started in the summer when I saw things were slowing down in July. I was like, you know what, I should spend this time really digging into my SOI, which, you know, I have great resources at my brokerage right now, and then just focusing on growing myself. So I think, you know, that's never a bad thing, that's for sure. That's well, true. And the whole topic of today is you you work hard, and but you've got to enjoy it. And I think that what you're doing is exactly that. And plus, if you're going to start a team, Yes, it's a lot of hard work, but it's actually mm-hmm. like if you do it the right way, it's leverage that you don't have to be running around like a chicken with your head cut That's off right. because you have the right people in place and around you to make your life more efficient. And, and it can better. be fun, too. It can be fun because if you if you intentionally surround yourself self with people that you like, mm-hmm. right, and that uh, work like you work, it becomes um, something of a community building and business building, it can be really, really rewarding. I think it's a positive energy, you know, because in real estate, there are times it can be a bit lonely just because you're working like today. I'm, I'm sitting on my porch, I have beautiful weather. I've been on some calls this morning and enjoying that. It's so lovely outside, but you know, I'm, I'm here alone. And, you know, that can be sometimes you, you know, it's not always what you want. It's positive energy. Being around other people is, is a great thing. I can't agree with you more. And we hear that all the time because it is a very lonely business unless mm-hmm. you infuse yourself into and surround yourself with people who can right. energize you, continue to challenge you, to support mm-hmm. you. I agree. I agree. And I think it's just the nature of what we do because so many things do require that you're working independently or even if you're, you know, going into homes and stuff like that, you may be speaking with the buyer, but you're not around a lot of people. You may be with that person all day and you're, it's, it's just different. It's not like teaching school where you're constantly around 
people and children, mm-hmm. even if it's annoying, you're still, <laughs> still somebody always there. So that is an adjustment for at least if I think for a lot of people and I'm, I'm more extroverted anyway. Yeah. Well, you've given us so much. Yeah. Really good. Super practical information. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for being oh, a guest. Yeah. Well, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I think um, you guys <laughs> have really good questions. So it really makes you think about. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure there are people who are going to be listening going, you know what? I really resonate with that information. So again, thank you. And you guys listen, if you can possibly get to the Flourish event, they happen twice a year. You just, if you want to know the next upcoming dates, just go to theflourishevent.com. It is a great two-day seminar here in Chandler, Arizona with like-minded women. And it's absolutely something not to be missed. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you.